Welcome to the Open Door Policy Podcast. In each episode, we speak with all types of joyful missionary disciples who are unleashing the gospel in different and exciting ways. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and share our podcast with your family and friends. This week, we sit down with a family member of Danielle's, Paul Center, to hear about how he is living his joyful missionary discipleship. Paul, welcome to Open Door Policy. Thank you. Thank you. What up, Polywog? Not a whole lot. Surrounded oh, okay. by centers here. Hey. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Danielle, how's your life been? It's been really beautiful and good. Uh, what, had a, uh, what's God doing? Yeah, I, I uh, through the grace of God, I went to a, a, a close friend of ours this past weekend. His name is Joe, and he's our other brother's best friend, but he basically grew up at our house, so it was really special to go to his wedding. Father Patrick Gagno presided. I sat next to Father Patrick Gagno. It was just really beautiful to, like, you know, celebrate. When did you sit next to him? What? Yeah. At the reception? At mass? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> at the reception. <laughs> what about you, Father? Yeah, that's great. I uh, Not too long ago, I got to go um, to a conference, this great National Catholic Youth Conference back in uh, November, and I was just thinking about what a grace it was. My sister came, and my nie- niece and nephew were both there. It was for high school students, and just to see how the Lord was breaking into their lives and into my life and into the lives of everyone Ooh. else there was really awesome. You so know really what was hot in November? What? Your Parish Day Renewal. PDR, that was really yeah. That great. So thanks for that. Yeah, you. and I our, our, our first time. episode of uh, the season was the Parish Day of Renewal live episode, which was a ton yeah. of fun to do with you, Danielle. Yeah, cool. Speaking of fun, Paul, we're going to jump into rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Sure am. Paul, what is your superpower? Waking up early no matter what. Mm. What do you remember about church as a kid? I always liked the singing of the old Mystery of Faith. What was the last live performance you saw? Uh, Gregory Allen Isakoff in February, perhaps. Nice. What scent elicits an instant memory? Olive soap. Polly, would you rather have 100 degrees or n- and humid or negative 10? The hot one. What are you praying for these days? Graces. What was the first concert you went to? Reliant K. What is the most beautiful church you've ever visited? The cathedral in um, Peterborough, Ontario. What item of clothing would someone be surprised to find in your closet? A sweater poncho. Nice. What class could you teach? Very basic music. And special bonus rapid fire question that Danielle threw in there. Paul, how many dances do you know? I know all the dances. All the dances. <laughs> Jazz, all right. tap, hip hop, modern, ballet. <laughs> Good work. All et right. Cetera. <laughs> um, going back, so in, what's who's uh, Gregory Eisenhoff? Gregory Allen Isakoff is yeah. a folk artist, indie folk. Um, my wife Carmel is a big fan, so I bought her tickets to see him last Christmas, and we saw him in Grand Rapids oh, nice. in February yeah. or so. What? Uh, what about olive soap? Like, yes, yeah, I, so, I don't think I've ever had it. Or <laughs> yeah, honestly, olive soap. this is this is really interesting. Um, we Danielle and I and a, and a few others were um, in Europe uh, around three years ago. Oh yeah, and when we were in Rome. We were at an Airbnb. I don't think there was any soap, so we went to one of the little shops nearby, and we just grabbed a bar of soap, and was like, "Oh man, this 
it smelled like exactly like the soap we'd use as kids, like in the bathtub. And I never, like my mom never told us like this is olive soap or whatever. It was just the soap we had, but right, like it was just an instant. Did you, um, did you say, I love this soap? No. <laughs> Missed opportunity. We're, and what about that song about the <laughs> mystery of faith? Well, just Which re- one was it? Which we remember how you loved us, and then we celebrate. I don't, is yeah. that sung anymore? I feel like. Uh, well, not during the mystery of faith, but it can be sung in other places. Uh, okay. In the mass. Yeah. You could teach a class on music, like writing music, or. Yeah, I guess you, you brought know, your guitar with you, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. I picked up guitar towards the end of middle school, and I've been playing ever since. Have so. you ever taught anyone the guitar? I haven't like given. You know, steady lessons for anyone. How so, about da- no, Danielle? What? You you play the guitar, right? Nope, I do you not. Play, I, uh, smaller stringed I, instrument. Yeah, I can play the ukulele, and I have a mandolin, which I shamefully don't play very well. But it's okay. Tell me about this cathedral in Ontario. So well, I, I spelled it yeah. wrong in my oh. notes, so that's why I said it wrong. So my wife Carmel is originally from Ontario, and uh, we traveled with her family back to. Close to where she's from. I don't mm-hmm. remember, you know, exactly. But what sticks out at what I think was the cathedral was a very beautiful, enormous mosaic that's like all these um, shades of blue. I couldn't even tell you what it was. Probably Jesus, though. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, uh, Canada shout out there, yeah. eh? Yeah. All Canada right. Well, well, thanks for doing uh, rapid fire questions, Paul. Thank you. Paul, could you talk to us a little bit about your experience um, of faith, just what brought you to where you are today? Yeah, so we've probably heard a few times from Danielle before. I, I won't go too much into the family dynamic, but, you know, we were homeschooled growing what? up. Yeah, let's get all Actually, the family dynamics yeah, maybe stuff we out should there. throw out. So I, <laughs> no. we're, we have five kids in our family, mm-hmm. and there's an, we have an older brother than me, and then Paul has a twin sister. And then after him is uh, another younger brother. But we're all five within five years. So we're very, very close. Just under six years. Just under six years. Five and a half. So Paul is either three or four in the family. Third or fourth, right? Life begins at conception. (laughs) We we are the same age. But she was born first, for the record. Yes. I have not heard the life begins at conception uh, statement about twins. So I like it. So anyway, I I distracted you. We were born on St. Patty's Day. Yeah, St. Patrick's Day twins. <laughs> okay, so let, let's yeah, hear about so, your story. So growing Sorry. up, um, we were homeschooled, Catholic. Um, our parents did a pretty good job of raising us in the faith, but um, the way I like to think of um, making making your faith your own is um, really that, you know, at some point you have to decide that the faith is yours and not just because your parents take you to church or they want you to be there, but because you want to be there, right? So Mm -hmm. um, growing up, let's see, in eighth grade, I, you know, was in uh, catechism class for confirmation, and we were all asked to... Which was not homeschooled. That was with the the public school kids at at night, Monday nights. Yeah, St. Dennis. So we were all asked to do some sort of service project. So, you know, some kids were like raking their elderly neighbor's leaves or, you know, those, those sorts of things. And I... Um, volunteered to start altar serving. Um, So I started that in eighth grade, and I kept doing that until I was about 21. Um, But it's a little embarrassing to say, but, you know, the main reason 
that I liked altered serving so much was because it made mass go by faster. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I didn't really have that full understanding or appreciation for the mass. I didn't take my faith maybe super seriously. You know, I, I love Jesus and I, I listen, I liked listening to like Christian music as well as the, you know, the popular mainstream secular music of the time. I even had a band with my brother Josh and, and a couple other friends. What um, what was the band name? We don't we don't need to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's old YouTube videos floating around there that people don't need to see. Um, through all of those um, experiences and meeting a lot of cool people who who were you know on fire for their faith, that wasn't just mom and dad, but like other people who were you know legit, yeah, fun people to be around who were also very serious about their faith. I think had an impact impact on me. Uh, I was also you, probably with a few of these um, like Christian rock bands that I was listening to that were you know you could tell they were really serious about their faith um, and you know they weren't selling out. They were really passionate about you know what they liked to play. So um, that con- conviction kind of had got me going. So I was reading um, the blog Bad Catholic. Oh yeah, Mark Barnes, um, who was. A, a little younger than me, I want to say. This was, um, you know, close to 10, 10 years ago now. And he would write these. Um, he was a really smart guy, is really is a really smart guy, and, and he would use, like, memes and stuff just to kind of help. You just make jokes and, and make things make sense, um, yeah. but still be contemporary in a way, I guess. And, and still be communicating, like, the truth of the faith, right? Teaching you something in it. Right, exactly. When I stopped being an altar server around 21, um, I moved to a, another local parish, so I was going there for a year or two. One time I came back to the previous parish where I had been altar serving. So I was walking um, across, you know, the back main aisle, and one of the um, one of the elderly gentlemen there who helped out with, you know, ushering and a lot of other things um, around the, the parish, he was holding the, uh, the crucifix mm-hmm. that, you know, mm-hmm. the altar servers would usually bring, and it looked like... No one, uh, there weren't any kids there to help with altar serving, so he was just going to do it. But he saw me walking by and he said, oh, you can be an altar server. And I'm just thinking, uh, I didn't come here to be an altar server, but, you know, <laughs> I guess it's just business as usual around here. We're going <laughs> to, so, uh, you know, I, I ran to the back and, and put my altar server robe on. And then I, you know, came back and I was standing there just in uh, the minute or, or two before mass holding the crucifix and and I was just thinking about it a little bit more. I think it was maybe Bad Catholic or, or one of the blog or one of the other things that I was studying that mentioned um, like the honor and privilege of bearing witness to Christ. And and here I was um, about to uh, lead the procession of the mass holding this crucifix. Um, mm-hmm. So that that kind of spoke to me in a really powerful way, and I was, you know, kind of overcome with emotion that I was able to, that I had, you know, the honor and privilege of of doing this. And that was something you had done many, many times before, right? Right. So but, it's kind of the way, like, <laughs> God works in an ordinary yeah, thing. Yeah, like an awakening. To give you something much deeper. Jesus was this guy, right, 2,000 years ago, and he claimed to be God, and then he was, you know, tortured and and killed in in the most horrible way that they could come up with right. um and then two days later he rose from the dead and that's what i believe and that's what i'm professing right now by leading this procession holding this cruci- you know i could be sitting in the back kind of like not participating that much but like mm-hmm. this is what i'm doing this is what i'm about right, right. 
Go ahead. Fully. No, I was going to, you got your guitar with you. We'd love to hear a song, but I didn't want to cut you off. Shall I abandon, O king of mysteries, my family, friends, and home? Turn my vision to a restless sea and dare to face the great unknown. Shall I rely on mercy unseen without money, food, or sword? Bid farewell to my island of green Close my eyes, climb aboard Shall I pour my heart out to your son? As tears roll down my face Will you guide me Across the waves Woo! Oh, thank you, thank you Thank you, Paul A question What does it mean to you to be a joyful missionary disciple? Like, to you personally Right, so I'd say when I first started living that out in a substantial way, I guess, would be when I started the Bible study. Oh, okay. Bibles, Bros, and Beers. So that was about... BBB? BB&B, yeah. BB&B, um, I'm sorry. That was yeah. at the shrine, so... What was the best B of the of <laughs> the time together? Was it the, the Bible, bros. the bros, or the beer? The bros? The bros, yeah. The relationships, right? For the sure, friendships. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, we, um, we would meet twice a month, and we went solid for five years so i got to know some of these guys really well and um four of them were my groomsmen in my wedding mm-hmm. adam was a reader tom and and mark were ushers it was you know it's great to have all these um guys that i got to know really well and grow in our faith together and and then um you know, have these ongoing friendships with. Something that I was praying about recently, well, kind of praying with, it kind of came to me, is this idea that hospitality can be inconvenient, right? So mm-hmm. so you were really dedicated because you ran that for how many years? Five years. Five years, yeah. Yeah, I, I probably would have gotten burned out earlier, but we kept it really simple. Like My main thing was just picking up weird snacks before, which was just like whatever. Does that include beer? Um, yeah, beer sometimes, but it was... Mo- sometimes? <laughs> it was more on the um, other guys to pick up beer. I was oh, okay, all right. trying to just pick up, like, chili lime chips or, like, whatever weird stuff I could find at Aldi. Uh, <laughs> what is- shout, shout out to Aldi. Shout out to Aldi. Are you a part of any, like, Bible study groups? Was that formative for you? Uh, or Yeah, yeah. When I was in college, I was uh, part of, you know, uh, a good group of friends, and we were all, you know, trying to be faithful. I had a couple of really good Catholic friends and then a, a buddy of mine who was more of a uh, fundamentalist Christian. And so he brought a very different perspective, but like someone who loved the Lord was seeking to follow the Lord and, you know, which also led to like 
disagreements and mm-hmm. arguments about stuff, which can be kind of a, a nerdy Catholic thing or a nerdy Christian thing to fight about some detail, but that stuff's important. Yeah. And it also kind of showed like, it helped me get better at knowing my faith and to hear people in my life who were not just in echo chamber, but who were thinking about things differently while we were trying to, to follow the Lord. So that was really important. And Throughout my priesthood, I've had, I was a part of a priest fraternity of, of guys for, you know, a number of years. And now I'm a part of like my classmates and I get together and sometimes we just talk about life. Sometimes it's about homily prep. Sometimes it's about, um, you know, just whatever's going on or a particular topic in the church or in the news right. or, or in our lives. But Danielle, are you, are you in you like a quote unquote small group? Um, <laughs> I have several group chats that are that operate under different. Oh names. yeah, we we've talked the about the one. the group chat. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess I would say, like, one thing that I was thinking of as you were saying that, and just like the interfaith dialogue too, um, is yesterday, maybe two days ago, I got tagged in a post by these kids that I used to be in middle school with. So Paul and I were homeschooled, and we were part of a homeschool group. The homeschool group had maybe like 40, 50 families, and all of them were Christian, but we were one or two of the only Catholic families, depending on like what year it was. And so everyone in my class was um, was a, a Christian, and I was the only Catholic. And, um, and I went through with like most of these kids and yesterday a couple one of them tagged me and a bunch of other ones because he's writing a sci-fi short (laughs) film and he was like i want to know like different faiths perspective on like what a post-christian explore like a post-christian error explorer to another planet might encounter and it was like so fun it was such a fun conversation because it was like all these people being like this is what my interpretation is but it was like all uplifting because it was so like imaginative it wasn't like well first of all you're wrong about jesus it was just kind of like hey this is what my faith like expression would look like so mm-hmm. yeah yeah so bible beers and bros yeah <laughs> so close father <laughs> bibles bros and beers bible yeah. bros and beers ah. hashtag yeah so um is that trademarked or no, is that no, it's no, public no. domain people can yeah. can use it for their there can own be group further chapters created elsewhere right. one of the my favorite things to do too was a rosary oh wow what is that one <laughs> that's a rosary you say with your bros <laughs> so you get you get it danielle i i did that's <laughs> okay. we would appropriate a lot of words oh <laughs> my goodness i don't know really like the idea just kind of came out of nowhere, the, the naming of it, but um, it was kind of like a tongue-in-cheek um, to take the bro culture that was popular at the time. Uh-huh. That's all about, like, you know, drinking beer and chasing girls and stuff and, like, still kind of having that to way of talking. It. But Yeah, exactly. Sometimes we would meet before the Bible study and we would um, kind of take a lap around the shrine, which was about, you know, just... Um, the perfect distance for a rosary. Sometimes we would do rosary or, to or brewery. Brosary. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So that, I'm learning so many things because I didn't know any of this. We stuff. only yeah, that all, maybe all the ways twice. you can incorporate the word bro into uh, Catholic into, into devotional life. A right. Of Saint Paul to the Bromans. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, yeah, there's a lot more here apparently. So yeah, okay. Proverbs. So so Paul, now that you're married and you've been married uh, a number of months, mm-hmm. right? Like. What, what does it look like to be a joyful missionary disciple with your beautiful wife as you're kind of living this new life together? I have an amazing wife, and um, I guess I've, I don't know what to say. How, how has your, like, how have you discerned 
maybe like new new paths of like m- like missionary life with Carmel as opposed to just you on your own because we were talking about bros bibles and beers but you don't you you're not a part of that anymore because of your marriage now so is there a way that you guys are ministering now together or that you're discerning ministry together versus um so um as of yesterday we've been married six months so you know hasn't it's all new yeah exactly we're still feeling it out um but you know we say prayers before we go to um bed every night Mm -hmm. which is you know the uh the our father hail mary saint michael you know those sorts of prayers as well as special intentions and you know obviously we're going to mass together every sunday um do you pray a a spousery together it doesn't work like with rosary (laughs) all right never mind go ahead sorry we're just you know living our daily life together obviously and um hopefully being a good witness to our friends uh, especially those you know who we know not from church or catholic events but from work or um however else you know so we know people so let me ask you paul about like the whole marriage prep process and um because you work in you don't work in the church right automotive yeah you work in automotive i mean going through that process as a faithful catholic is itself a powerful witness to the people you work with, to the people your your wife was working with, to the people you interact with. I mean, mm-hmm. was there an opportunity throughout any of that marriage prep time to kind of um, to to just kind of live your faith in a way that was uh, a witness to others? Maybe Carmel more than myself, because I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, being a guy and then working with a bunch of other engineers, like there's not a whole lot of small talk at work mm. or which is where we spend a lot of our time. Right. Um, but, you know, for her to have be having these conversations with with her coworkers, um, just the concept of like, you know, not living together before you're married is like she and I talked about that. Yeah. Is like a statement. I remember because she moved in with our other friend, Julia, who was a guest. Julia. At Julia. And uh, I remember her coworkers, she was like, I'm moving this weekend. And they were like, are you moving in with Paul? And Carmel was like, no. And then, um, but she was like, I guess that's kind of like like everyone's expectation. But. um, Don't do it, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Love is worth the wait. Wow, that's such a cute little little shout Things out. Things in the '90s. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, I have a, I have another question for you. Uh-huh. Um, of the things that you're studying and reading right now, is there anyone who's really inspiring you, like a, a saint or a blessed, anything like that? Yeah. So actually, um, just along the the journey of becoming a joyful missionary disciple, right? So, um, as we mentioned previously. We, uh, I've been involved with some playwriting, and um, that included like Espresso Yourself, right, which was um, the young adult play set at a coffee shop on an open mic night. So that t- kind of tackled and um, addressed various issues that you know young adults face um, today. And then more recently, we wrote uh, Hopes and Fears, which was a Advent play that we put on last December, um, and. What was really interesting about that is like the inspiration um, that I got to write it. One of the things was uh, it just kind of a song popped into my head when I was in the shower one day from GT and the Halo Express. Okay, this is an old, an old uh, GT and the yeah, Halo Express. This is a very old like audio 
audio cassette tape like thing that we would listen Series, to when we were children yeah. and it was a, it was like bible verses to music but also to yeah. like there was like a storyline yeah it was so. like these couple of kids who had this like angel friend who would show up and like take them back in time to like, yeah, the bible like, stories encounter and bible characters and mm. and we would listen to it hmm. i think when we were setting up the christmas tree yeah. every year the ticket yeah. to christmas yeah. um episode where the kids would got transported back in time to see uh mary and joseph and the shepherds and the angels mm-hmm. and the wise men um, and it was just really randomly popping into my head. Like I hadn't heard it in probably 10 or 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, man, that's pretty crazy that this, this song from my childhood can have that sort of emotional connection after all this time. And then also my buddy, Tim likes, um, around that same Another time. Bro. Yeah. He, um, he came to see Espresso Yourself, which we did a few years ago, and kind of randomly he was like, hey, when are you going to write another play? And I was um, engaged at that point, getting ready for, um, you know, marriage and everything, and I was just like, it wasn't, that must have been a little bit before that song popped into my head, but I I was like, um, I don't know, man, are you going to be in it? And he was like, yeah, if you write it, I'll be in it, right? So so then Danielle and I um, started, I talked, to her and see if she wanted to work with me on writing it so we came up with an outline and then we brought some more friends together and we wrote um basically a musical right and a bunch of young adult friends kind of got involved so we had um a prologue that kind of went through the old testament the you know the history of the israelites and yeah there was a lot there was a lot but mm -hmm. now you're working on a new one too yes um we are working on a Lenten play. Yeah, um, Lenten Reflections. About saints. Mm-hmm. So we actually just had a meeting last night. So mm-hmm. um, it's kind of still top secret. Well, I guess we just gave most of it away. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, that's yeah. all you what guys get. That microphone in front of you <laughs> yeah. probably means it's not top secret. But uh, uh, but you're not giving all the details away. Mm-hmm. So, okay. And um, yeah, going back to your question of which saints um, have been been inspiring me lately and you know as we've been doing this research saint i guess i, I don't even know if i'll get him, his name right but uh saint jose sanchez, oh, sanchez del yeah. rio is mm-hmm. it oh yeah he was uh a i young... don't know him are you yeah you really? do if you hear the story you'll know it okay yeah yeah he's uh he was a young um boy in mexico in the early 20th century who joined the cristeros movement um as a flag bearer and um he was caught and imprisoned and basically tortured and and killed for his love of the faith and you know he never um when they asked him to like deny his faith he he didn't and he just was really brave and really awesome and yeah and a child martyr you know um at this point we usually ask our guests if there's anything that they'd like to a final word that they'd like to share with the listeners is there anything you'd like to tell the listeners, Paul? Don't be afraid to get involved. I don't have the best singing voice or writing ability or like leadership skills or anything, you know, but I just, you know, we're all put on this earth to do something and we all have our, you know, various talents and we need to share them. Hey, Amen. Thank Thanks, Paul. Be not afraid. JP2. And once again, before we say goodbye, if you liked this episode, Please share it with your friends, your neighbors, your relatives, your Trader Joe cashier. You can also leave us a review on iTunes. 
follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at Open Door Detroit. Help us unleash the gospel. Open Door Policy was produced by Ron Pangborn and the creative team of the Archdiocese of Detroit. And then we celebrate. I'm Father Steve Pullis with Danielle Center. And this has been another episode of Open Door Policy.